Welcome to Project Star Sex, Drugs, and Relationships Laboratory. This is Janae. This is Ashton. This is Leah. And we will be talking about current issues that are affecting millennials because the struggle is definitely real. Created by millennials for millennials. We'll be tuning in every Friday. So stay tuned and keep in touch. Our Instagram is Project Star underscore wellness. Our Facebook is Project Star underscore wellness. And you can also get in touch with us through our website, etpsquad.com. So let us know what you think and hit us up. Hey everyone, this is Ashton from Project Star with Sex, Drugs, Relationships Laboratory. We are going to start with our reason for the season. I've got Leah and Janae with me right now on this podcast. Alright, so Leah, what's your reason for the season? My reason for the season has been... <laughs> I think different. Uh, my reason for the season has been uh, catching up on my reality shows. I am watching all the foolishness. I'm watching drinks getting thrown in the air. I'm watching marriages end, and I'm watching babies being born. I'm watching. Um, I'm watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of New York, and I'm binging Just all the housewives. All the housewives, and I'm binging. Um, I'm binging a uh, little little fires everywhere. Oh, that's yeah, yeah it's really good. So that's my binge. Okay, today. Okay, so my reason for the season, what I'm doing this season in quarantine, um, I don't want to be vulgar. <laughs> Go vulgar. This is a, um, this is Beans podcast. Well, I've been trying to be very intimate with my husband. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, I have been enjoying. We're going to do an episode on how to spice up your relationship. Yes, I have definitely been enjoying. Um, so, if our parents never want to listen to that podcast, we completely no. understand. Yes, <laughs> right? Dad, do not listen. This For is millennials. Not by oh, millennials. <laughs> so, I've <laughs> definitely been enjoying this quarantine with my husband yes. it's been such a huge 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 yes. um way for us to be communicating so let me just say intimacy is not just sex so into me into me meaning like into each other yeah. me and him are just communicating differently communicating a lot more um being in tune with each other's feelings and emotions so I've definitely been enjoying my husband in this quarantine time. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing with my honey. You're like literally blushing. (laughs) Ashton. My reason for the season is recently I've been going, taking care of my health a little bit more. Like getting my blood work done. I got an appointment for my doctor. Um, I just got my eyes done. My glasses just came in. So they're being mailed to my house. Oh, you got glasses now. I got glasses now. And so when they come in, I'm super happy for them. And then I just got a new dentist appointment. So I'm taking care of all my little checklists. Yeah. Because I'm like, take some time out from this quarantine because everybody's oh, got a little that. different schedule. So I might as well right, catch right. up on this, get all my medications ready so I can take care of my mental health along with my physical health. Mm, that's yes. important. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. So today's topic is suicide, suicide prevention. We got this topic because it is Suicide Prevention 
Education Month, and it is also May, Mental Health Awareness Month. And we'll be giving you so much good mental health content. You might get tired, but you should share with a friend. <laughs> so um, before we begin, we do want to put a trigger warning that this episode will talk about suicide, self-harm, and non-suicidal self-harm. Um, we do want to say that if this topic is, you know, hard for you, if you're dealing with grief in that area, if um, it's just a really tough topic for you um please feel free to skip it we have so much good fun other sexy episodes that you can listen to um i think the one before was really spicy ladies right i think it was protect yourself what does that mean that's a fun one so um this just i want to put this trigger warning just to let you know that this will be a pretty deep episode today and you know you're always free to pass this episode along to someone you know that could benefit and we're always going to recommend going to a licensed counselor uh, for any help. And if you hear something, say something and be there for someone during this time of need. So before we begin with our topic on suicide prevention, I thought it'd be more than helpful to share the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It is 1-800-273-8255. one 1-800-273-8255. This is so important. This hotline, you can text, you can call. Um, and I'm a big, big proponent of if someone does disclose that they are feeling suicidal, they feel like ending their life, they don't know the point of living anymore, calling it together with that person, you know, right then and there. Um, don't underestimate just being a person being there. Um, I think that's like the first real important part. So I think I want to start off with that. So um, ladies, let's talk about suicide. Where do you want to begin? What, what? There's a lot to it. And people, I don't know, one of the things I think of um, is that people think it's selfish if a person commits suicide. Um, and that makes it so the people that are having suicidal ideation, they don't mm -hmm. want to talk to others. And that becomes even more dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, they don't want to reach out because they feel like they're going to be judged, that they're being selfish for taking their life. And most of the time with suicide, they don't want to die. They just want their situation to stop. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's that's how they see, like, the whole don't do something for, a, like, te permanent for a temporary situation. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, suicide is definitely... Um, very hard to talk about, um, especially if you know a loved one that's going through or did commit suicide. Um, it's very, very touchy. Um, just because we say, hey, here's the suicide prevention line, but how do we prevent suicide? Um, how do we talk about these things, the issues that people may go through? And um, a lot of people who are dealing with suicide ideation thinking about suicide and all of those things usually don't show um they usually don't show that they're feeling depressed or having mental health or concerns yes they definitely put on a mask um that they are depressed or um that they're dealing with some type of mental health concern that's causing them that that's causing them not to want to be here anymore physically on this earth. So um, those who deal with suicide is usually a physical and mental battle because it's like, yeah, I want to be here, but 
like Ashton said, I don't want to be here. Like I really want whatever I'm going through to stop. And um, there are a lot of signs that people may show, especially when to come coming down to depression. Just talking about depression, um, a lot of people use substance and or they don't want to talk or about don't it. want to talk about their substance use or don't want to talk about their depression. Um, and they're always smiling or try to avoid even having conversations about, um, real life situations that they're dealing with mm -hmm. and they don't want to go, they want to talk to somebody, but they may feel that that person may not even understand what I'm going through, how I'm feeling. Um, and, or they might be judged about them feeling depressed. They may be judged about them feeling about them not wanting to be here on this what earth because they may feel worthless about right you know and those um your life is great why do you feel sad you're with me you shouldn't want to be suicidal we're on we're in a relationship right right well, like or, they guilt and you i, I about think judgment that. is a, a very important starting point for this conversation right? right so first of all we need to kind of debunk the understanding of uh suicide is complicated and multi-layered right mm -hmm. there's a difference between thinking about killing oneself um preparing one's killing himself planning and then actually carrying it out right and that whole timeline many people usually fall in more so the thinking category right. and i think that needs to be honestly talked about where in a majority national study majority people have thought about it um it's a it's a really complicated <laughs> complex thing and i think having services and resources and having a language to talk about it where people aren't like oh my god you're thinking about that you know um living can be hard and i think um understanding that there's those different layers to it mm -hmm. is incredibly important for reducing stigma for sure right. and i think for parents especially siblings young people um there's kind of this like uh, don't ask, don't tell, like, it's, it's not around me, I don't, I don't know about it, but it's there, you know, and I want to just share some interesting statistics with you guys, um, just to show just how common and the severity of it. So 85 to 95% of people who attempt suicide will stay engaged in life, right? So this means that attempt doesn't necessarily mean follow through, and it doesn't necessarily mean end of a life. Some people do end up getting, um, life-saving materials from uh, ER, going to the doctor, or a friend, right? Thank God for, like, a good friend coming in between. Right, right. 90% um, of people, all these statistics are from the American um, uh, Suicide Prevention Association. 90% of people who die by suicide have an underlying mental health condition, right? Mm -hmm. So that one's big. That means that person could be dealing with anxiety, depression, uh, borderline personality disorder, PTSD. PTSD, adjustment disorder. I don't want to get nerdy, but there's a lot of disorders that person can be going through. Right. If someone can get through a suicide crisis, chances are they will not die by suicide. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Chances, if someone can get through a suicidal crisis, chances are they will not go on to die by suicide. Why is that important, ladies? Um, because there are other measures that people take. Um, I mean, increased increased drug use. You know, opioid um, addictions. You have um, addictions where people use drugs. You know, in having that co-occurring um, drug use, substance use, and dealing with that mental health case. So they may not necessarily 
die from suicide, but they can die from overdose, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and just, um, oh yeah. And I think what suicidal crisis is also saying that disclosure is okay. Right. right? So suicidal crisis, can you be on the phone talking to a loved one and them saying, I feel like killing myself. It can then be saying there's no reason to live right now. That's a suicidal crisis, but that does not necessarily mean that they will end their life, right? right? So for me as a counselor, as a friend, as a sister, as a aunt, all those different things, that calms me down a little bit in terms of if someone does say that to me, if it does get to that point, it doesn't necessarily mean things will end, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of steps in between. Right. So I thought that quote really just stressed that, that just because there's a crisis, right? Just because the person says it doesn't necessarily mean it will lead that way and that you can be an avenue of support you can help lead towards an avenue of support for that person it's just within this moment in time they're having these suicidal thoughts ideations severe major depression but it's like i said it's within that moment it's just for that split second it feels like some people it is chronic some mm-hmm. people, it is very chronic. We at Project Star uh, work with substance misuse and mental health concerns. And mm-hmm. we do have people that have chronic subs, um, suicidal ideations, chronic mm-hmm. feelings and thoughts of, I feel like hurting myself, killing myself. Mm-hmm. And um, there's resources and connections with that. And we they work with us. And many of them are full-fledged professionals doing great things. Um, and, you know, people have a huge misconception that people that struggle with suicidal ideations and suicide disorder, um, they a lot of times they feel like they, I'm not suicide disorder, but deal with suicidal ideations. A lot of times people think they're sad, they're this. Some of those people are so smiling. So, you know, oh, unless yes. you are a clinician or a, a healthcare worker, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. I've been surprised. I mean, raise your hand if you've been surprised by suicide. I have. Doing mm-hmm. an intake and I'm like okay you know but it just goes to show that it, it's it doesn't discriminate right it can right. be anyone it could be anyone. and another thing i want to stress <clears throat> is men yes let's talk men, about the let's men are the number one number one uh demographic for suicide right and they don't get talked about enough and there's not a lot of advocacy and in that area successful suicide because yes. it's yes, more violent permanent yes. ways Whereas women usually use, like, not as permanent, something that could be reversed with hospitalization. And that goes back to what we were saying. Asking someone directly if they're thinking about suicide want cre- increase their risk and can help. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Asking someone directly if they're thinking about killing them, thinking about suicide, want increase their risk and can help. I think that one is big. Um, suicide is strongly list- linked to substance abuse, depression, and anxiety. Um, we can lower suicide by reducing access to lethal means. That mm. one's really, really big. And this one, I really want guys to relate a little bit to men too as well. Suicide is complex. No one takes their life for a single reason, such as getting a divorce or losing a job. That one's really big. Yes, and I kind of just want to like dig in with the men because, you know, yes, women, we definitely go through our thing where we're um we have our times where we can go through depression and stuff and we're able to express ourselves you know and tell people how we feel especially in relationships and stuff and and this is coming from Janae guys I really want to um stress that it's okay to express your feelings it is okay to be honest um about how you feel what you're feeling and don't hold that in. I feel that society put this huge um 
put this huge responsibility on men that they should be just manly in um in a way where you just okay you you're a man you're supposed to deal with this you're a man you don't have to express your feelings you're a man you do not supposed to cry you're a man like you you can handle this you're superman you can do all of these things and society um people sometimes women like oh you're not supposed to cry you're not supposed to express this and and we and sometimes we do play a part in that um when it comes to men about toxic masculinity yes where we say yes you're you're low for crying right you are not low you are human you're human human. you have every right feminine it's not to express yourself you have every right to express your emotions you have every right to let this person know how you're feeling and if you're feeling sad say you're sad if you want to cry cry i mean it's nothing that is is sometimes we can be so toxic um and some people might hate me for this, but sometimes women, we can be very toxic. So, and abuse go. Abuse goes both ways. Go both ways. Oh, yeah. You know, our words. Our words can definitely cut deep. And I just want to express to our men that um, you can definitely express yourself. No, you don't have to be macho manly to not express yourself, you know. Um, and a lot of men go throughout life not being able to express themselves and they and they suppress all of that they're going through and then they start becoming depressed but they mask it you know with hanging out with their friends and all the time and they just don't know a healthy way to express themselves without feeling like oh I'm a wimp oh I can't I can't do this I'm a wimp if I don't you know, and, you know it don't... even reminds me of the rapper uh future right and I'm not a fan of I, I'm not gonna say, I don't like future. Okay, don't come at me. And um, <laughs> this is not Janae talking. This is, so. this is Leia. This is Leia. I listen to her sometimes. So I'm not. I'm not a you okay. Know, but yeah. The Ninja Dope bitch. I like him. Right. But, um, <laughs> I will say that I listened to one of his albums, and he was suicidal. Right. But he kept like he's just saying, "I'd take the Zannies, and I wish it was over." Right. And everyone's dancing to it, and I'm like, "I'm a counselor. That is." suicidal you know what i mean to these lyrics you find a lot of hidden messages yes so it's it's so common and i i think um i want to go over some of the interesting risk factors and warning signs and what to do and you guys jump in as needed please Mm -hmm. so risk factors feeling depressed hopeless deliberate self-injury cutting prior suicide thinking and behavior having family or friends or family members and friends who have committed or attempted suicide that one's very big yes yes. so that's another thing it goes back to family history like we so have to be so important with that um loss of an important relationship breakup especially for men divorced men i think are the highest demographic when it comes to suicide um being isolated or alone right so do you guys know our magic number what's the amount of people that you should have in your close support system that should be around four 
four exactly thank you um ashton four or five yeah four. four or five people is the, the research number and this is not just friends right when i tell you about me i mean i lost my job can i stay at your house for a little bit um i i don't have a meal can i get some food? like these are support system yes and support unfortunately systems. loneliness is an epidemic and we'll probably do an episode on that Especially but loneliness right, now, right oh yeah i mean even before covid they were already like the attorney general of health he was like loneliness is like millennials y'all not doing something right like loneliness is a problem right right um having been traumatized or abused right Mm -hmm. um this one really speaks to me um I, i have a lot of training in trauma um i've just seen it in even just family with like intergenerational violence and people doing suicide and like why are they doing that they were abused and they were and the only way they could express it was through these dark ways um and then drug and alcohol use closely tied as risk factors so keep those in mind i also think Warn- like media could also influence yes yes 13 media, reasons why media, yes it made it look, i don't it made okay. it look romantic no i i don't i disagree i disagree i disagree i disagree i have to disagree with that um yes i'm sorry mm-hmm. i do have to disagree i actually like 13 reasons why and the only reason why i'm saying this is because it actually shows the reality what teenagers go through while they're in high school mm-hmm. i don't think they romanticize the 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 idea that kids you know go through things you know we have to be mindful that teenagers yes they're teenagers little kids they go through things they go through the bullying at high school they go through the bullying in elementary school and sometimes they don't know how to express themselves to their family so yeah your perception of that mm-hmm. <laughs> like as far as like romanticizing that i think i i've seen it from a different perspective um because the young lady who did commit suicide you know she thought she had friends you know um in her corner but certain things were happening you know the, the way things were done and you don't know an individual and what they're going through mentally how that may affect them so i think they were trying to shed light more on that this is the reality this yeah. is what happened and you know this it's is, not an know, either or it could be gray you know there's some people that have seen it in your way there's some people that have yeah. you know the kid these kids are hurting themselves because they saw it on tv and that might that go was, to more to parenting that was when it concerned me you know what like, i mean i actually did like the show i think they did a really good job portraying yeah. all these and it might be some of it's parenting right. some of it's parenting but then that when too. I saw the increase, <laughs> the increase of it after that, and then the second yeah. season, that's when they put the warning along with the national mm-hmm. prevention suicide number and everything. I'm like, that's. I mean, but that kind of make me more. think. Going back to the parenting, like, are you paying attention to your children? Like, are you paying attention? And it could to be the warning signs. It could be little stuff, like even going back to I think. And I'm not, the, and, and I don't want to say, and let me, and let me be careful, not saying going back to the parents because I don't. If uh, if somebody is listening. And they had a child to commit suicide. I'm well, not, we're not blaming, blaming. blaming. We're not. Yeah, yes, yeah. We're talking about a show and, and people going overboard. That's it. Because yeah, the media this, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not blaming you. And I just want to be careful um, because this is going on all airwaves. And I want to be mindful of what I say and that it's not being taken the wrong way yeah. and in the wrong connotation. But sometimes we do not pay attention to the warning signs. And we don't pay attention. Like... Um, some of the some of the um, 
warning signs. You have people talking about feeling hopeless, trapped or alone. Then you have saying the people saying that they have no reason to go on living or either they're trying to give their personal possessions away, sleeping too much or too little, eating too little or eating too much, resulting in insignificant weight gain or loss, engaging in reckless behaviors, including excessive alcohol or drug consumption, showing signs of extreme anxiousness or agitation, having dramatic and mood swings. So kids show these signs too. Teenagers show these signs too. Adults show these signs too that they're dealing with some type of depression. They're dealing with some type of loneliness. And sometimes we overlook those issues in those situations and think, oh, okay, this is them. This, this is what they do on a daily basis. And you're really not engaging with that individual to even figure out, okay, why are you feeling like this? I, I've noticed that you've been a little bit with, withdrawn, you know, the last couple of weeks. I've noticed you've been staying in your room more often when you're usually outside of your room. So yes, we have to be mindful. I'm never, I'm never blaming, you know, an individual about a decision that somebody else has made. But we still have to be careful that sometimes we overlook, you know, those those warning signs, those so those signs of depression or whatever else that person may be dealing with. And we just think it's OK because it seems like it's normal behavior. But that nor that behavior may not be normal to them. And sometimes they express that because they want us to be able to come and say, hey, let me, let me just make sure that they want to feel like they're not lonely. If I'm staying in my room all the time when I know I haven't stayed in my room, I'm going to think to myself, do I do they even really care, you know, about yeah. me? And I think it goes I think it goes back to even just like being so intentional, giving people their flowers while they're here. Right. Right. You know, I mean, I, I've never been to a funeral, knock on wood. I mean, people have passed around me, but I'm very I'm just very I'm not a big fan of funerals. But the one thing that always surprised me about it, people be so, you know, saying this and that and then it always makes me sad that like, did you tell these people these things when they're alive? You know right, what I mean? Right. And for me, I mean Did it, you show it? Yeah, you know? and I'm very loving. Like I try to really let people around me know you're really important. You really impact me. You really you know what I mean? Because you never know what life is gonna be. So just being intentional and I think that with parents, like even just saying simple like I love you. And I get it like some people it's weird even saying that's weird to them they're like that's so mushy that's so soft whatever whatever but kids are like sponges mm -hmm. right and if they don't hear it from you they're gonna hear it from the negative people peers outside right. if they don't hear it from you they're gonna hear it from media if they don't hear it from you they're gonna hear it from drugs you know so I think like just having that that nest as Ashton would mm. say is really helpful um, Janae, you already did the warning signs, but just two more I wanted to add. Preoccupation with death or revenge. Mm. Um, changes in behavior, sleeping, eating, appearance, thoughts, or feelings. Extreme mood swings, rage, withdrawal, right? right. So that's a huge one, anger. I lot of people um, with the stages of grief. Depression comes before anger. So underneath anger, anger is a secondary emotion. Anytime you see somebody lashing out, um... I've never worked with any perpetrators of domestic violence, but the first thing they teach you in grad school is a lot of times that underneath that is depression, depression right, right. and suicidal ideation, right? Mm -hmm. So anger is a secondary emotion, and especially we talk about how this is the number one thing with men and the lethal means and the anger. It's all connected. I hope you guys have seen the connections. And sudden unexplained happiness. So this one seems weird, right? But that one's a big one too. So a lot of time, unfortunately, when you interview friends and family of people that have 
you know, had been um, affected by suicide, they'll say they were so happy. Like the day before, they were this, they were, you know, it's, it's a it's very, just like a really, it's a weird grief, yeah, you know? Like, so you watching know. out with that too, especially if you knew they were going through a hard time and then you just see a switch, all of a sudden, you know, like, get in there. Whoop de doo. Get in there because sometimes it can be that unnecessary, it could be not coming to the right place. Um, another thing is what to do when this happens, right? Um, what to do if you're feeling suicidal ideations. I just want to give some quick tips. Um, identify trusted adults in your school, at home, just counselors, different people, the Suicide National Prevention Hotline. Avoid drugs or alcohol, right? We know that um, alcohol is a depressant, right? And that it lowers your defenses against things. Um, consider downloading apps like Virtual Hope Box or Ask a Friend. Recognize all warning signs in yourself, social media, um, and your friends in social media. Um, tell a counselor, a parent, a, a, a teacher. Um, call 911 or the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. You can also call or text 1-800-273-273-TALK. So you can call that 8255 or talk. And that's a good way that you can reach out to people. Um, and the last part, reminders for friends and people that are, you know, the support systems. Connect, listen, be accepting, do yes. not judge. You have to know that suicidal crisis does not mean suicidal action, right? So um, like a really, really good friend of mine, um, she, <laughs> I think she's like, I don't know how she, but she had a friend that told her. She had a very close friend that said, Girl, I feel like doing this to myself, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I asked her, how did you deal with that? And she said, we called the hotline together. I stayed on the phone. The next morning I came over and I just helped in terms of linkage to service. It's and that was it, you know? And she was like, it was hard and it was scary. And it was, a it was a guy too. And this guy had access to things. But she said, I just stayed on the phone. I kept talking. I was there, you know? I made sure we had the hotline going, da, 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 da. So, you know... Crisis doesn't necessarily mean action. Right. Um, confirm. Ask them. Do you feel like killing yourself? Do you feel? Are you having suicidal thoughts? Do you feel like you're going to do something? Say it. You know. And I, I feel especially at least in my household, that's not the most. I wasn't encouraged to ask that. That's something to me is a little bit learned in my professional world. But getting comfortable asking that if you if you feel it. Um, protect take any threats they say seriously right do not agree to keep a secret tell someone this is also really big a lot of times especially with like my younger kids or younger people that i work with well they, i said i promise i said i wouldn't tell anyone this is life or death right? right this a promise needs to be broken and in this case do not keep secrets um stay do not leave that person alone um, or being at immediate risk, um, you might be their lifeline. So staying on the phone with them, having their address, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, can you tell me where you are right now? Can you give me your address right now? Can you, you know, you said Snapchat, you can track people, but just, you know, keep it in terms of where they are. Right. And right. act, act, call immediately for help. The suicide hotline is always, that's the one, even quarantine, no quarantine, it's always going to be there for people to help them in these situations. And listen, um, I yes. just listen, just sometimes we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the listen more than we speak. And sometimes we just need to listen. Um, a person will give you 
a lot just from talking, just hearing them on a day-to-day basis. I mean, just being able to listen and just be like, okay, this is not right. That give you the opportunity to be able to question, hey, are you feeling this way? What are you, what are you feeling right now? You know, and being understanding as much as possible, you know, um, when it comes to talking to someone that is um, having thoughts of suicide or having um, thoughts of, you know, showing that they're having like these warning signs, Um, just kind of stay calm, speak in reassuring tone, acknowledge that their feelings are legitimate. Mm -hmm. They have legitimate feelings, offer support and encouragement and tell them that help is available and that they can feel better with treatment. You know, sometimes they just, you have, it sucks because you have people that will try to manipulate you with saying, um, especially like abusers will say, oh, I'm going to kill myself if you, you know, if you leave me and all this other stuff. And it, it, it sucks because there are a lot of people who really deal with um, suicide ideation yeah. and deal with these things. But, you know, even if that person does do try to manipulate you mm-hmm. into saying, hey, if you don't be in a relationship with me, I'm going to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. You say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to call the prevention hotline. We'll get prevention someone here. Hotline. We're going to um, get somebody and, here. In that case, too, you know, with that person, that is not healthy. And that At is something all. as form to protect yourself i wouldn't i would even go as far to call police and let yes. them know that you know because that's a little threatening that's putting someone in a very, very uncomfortable, uncomfortable box position yeah. so um yeah like i said this thing has many layers yeah. um and we just want you guys to be protected and safe um and we are getting to the minute mark but um can we quickly give our prevention powwow tips so ashley if there's anybody listening that does have suicidal ideations or anybody that's been through it or currently going through it you need to know that you are not alone. Yes. Myself, I have had a few scary calls. And usually the person that I talked to the most would be my parents. And they would calm me down and get me out of that mindset. And I would be exhausted at the end of it. And usually it would be towards the evening and I'd have to sleep it off. And the next day I still feel numb. But I'm still alive. And I'm so happy that I didn't continue with what I thought. So just know that you've got other people out here that are ready to support you. Yes. And yes. and we're here, you know, Project Star. We offer free mental health counseling. Um, and we help in those area in those areas where um these conversations come up mm-hmm. and they're hard conversations to have. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you feel that there are people out there that don't understand what you're going through. But we are here, we're we are a non-judgment zone. We are um, a judgment-free zone in a safe place. Um, everything is confidential. The only time things are not confidential is when we have to break that confidentiality and, and get you the help that you need to connect you with people to, to get you those services. Um, when it comes down to, to suicide ideation, when it comes to having those suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. um, if you're harming yourself, self-harm is huge too. Yes. A lot of people cut themselves because they feel like it makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, cutting a- as a form of a way to... Or starving. Mm-hmm. Starving yourself. Anorexia, anorexia a, a bulimia, All yeah. of those things um, are huge. 
and our warning signs. And we're definitely here to support you and help you in those areas. Again, you know, we're Project Star. You know, Leah is a, a, a excellent um, therapist here. Victoria is an excellent therapist here. Yeah. Um, Malisha is an excellent therapist here. Ashton is, yes, Ashton is a great case manager. I'm one of the case managers here, outreach workers. We are always here um, at 5206 North Pearl Street, Jacksonville, Florida, zip code 32206. Again, 5206 North Pearl Street, Jacksonville, Florida, zip code 32206. And again, the National Prevention Suicide Hotline Again, is 1-800-273-8255. Help is definitely available. Mm -hmm. We would like for you to speak to a counselor today. Um, we just know that with this quarantine, with everything that's going on, people that are losing their jobs, people who are who have families to take care of, yeah. they don't know how to make ends meet. They don't know when, if they're going to be able to get their um their stimulus check a lot of people still haven't even gotten that and even you know, just even just breakups break yes, i've heard of that. many breakups i have a uh not my friend a friend of my roommate's friend um her friend broke up with no he broke up with her and they live together and they're quarantined that's that's a, it's a lot you know so it's a lot that make people fall into that some are habits. are a lot that are people are going through right now you so know even stuck with domestic abuse violence. that domestic yes. violence is definitely going up even our nurses i want to give yes, a hand clap to nurses. all of our in essential workers our nurses our doctors our trashmen our trashmen trash our firefighters our people who are working in walmart our uh, fast food restaurants everywhere um these people are dealing with i mean and we have people who are going through depression that are angry they're killing people they're going to people who are real deal dealing with a bunch of stuff right now and i just want to give encouragement to them as well like even with dealing with the stress levels um of of dealing with trying to you you're going home back to your family you don't know if you're going to take whatever you might come in you might have come in contact with you know to your family or if you you know you're exposing yourself and yes for the people who have something to say about those who are working yes they they chose to you know be there to help those people but let's try to you know be a little bit more respectful and mindful and and be a little bit more responsible with our social distancing and you know being respectful of those who are in you know our hospitals those who are working you know to make sure we have hot food when we go to these restaurants and stuff i definitely want to give um um some appreciation to them because we have heard stories about doctors killing themselves about nurses yeah, killing themselves some of the uh, you know well people who are who are definitely um taking their lives and dealing with these things because they're seeing death you know in front of them and they don't know how to handle that death and, and they're still trying to um secondary traumatic stress is real yes these people um, did not choose that, a pandemic yeah yes. and people for forget this. especially when it even comes to suicide it's sometimes it's not even is not even something we talk about abuse and trauma as um one of the factors sometimes it can be secondary trauma sometimes yeah, secondary a, trauma a sister is... or a best friend that's friend has been raped might get them so paranoid to that level of suicidal ideation yep. right yep. so it's sometimes true. it's not even you it's the stories that we inherit um i also want to give a few more prevention tips reducing access to lethal means um this means prescription drugs and lethal weapons um responsible media reporting with advocacy measures um introducing alcohol and drug policies 
Early identification and treatment, right? We should be testing and, and thinking suicide as early as elementary school. Kids in elementary school are killing themselves. That's yeah. a whole other conversation. But, like, we need to be early identification. Training of health workers and mental health workers and understanding, talking, and advocating for suicide prevention. And follow-up care and community support, right? That's really big. We do acute treatment really well. We don't do chronic treatment really well. So I think having the chronic treatment is a really big one. Mm -hmm. um, support is so important. Tell people I love you. Hug people around you. Um, have, you know, bring people, like people that are living alone, people that are going through lonely times, whether it be a breakup, whether it be a fight, whether it be internal things just be there for people you be know life is yeah it's like lonely and i'm not even talking from like sexual or uh, uh like affectionate i'm just talking about from a social standpoint right having people that you can turn to um is so important so we really hope that this episode helped please 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 share this with a friend this is mental health awareness month suicide prevention yes. this podcast will be used again for teaching purposes um hopefully we'll be doing this podcast with a live episode with a house pack full of you guys able yeah. to educate and entertain as the young folks say you can follow us at project star underscore wellness on instagram and facebook and all social media platforms please share this episode and hashtag us at project star you might get shouted out on the next episode and um you can find us on all our contact information and join project star and awesome free counseling and substance misuse and testing services at eptsquad.com eptsquad.com we are out thank you for another week of episode and you guys have a great one bye